Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue, where we celebrate the science of beauty and cellular wellness. Today, I am honored to have a true icon in the beauty industry join me. Terry de Gunsberg is a trailblazing industry legend who has changed the face of beauty over the past 30 years. She has been called the Steve Jobs of the makeup industry and is known as the godmother of glow. Terry's journey to becoming a makeup artist did not follow a typical trajectory. Coming from a scientific family background with aspirations of becoming a doctor. However, her interest in botanics and fascination with the mystery of nature led her down a different path. Terry trained as a professional makeup artist with the famed Carita sisters at the Carita Beauty School in Paris and quickly rose to great heights, working across runway and editorial. Her talent didn't go unnoticed, and she was appointed the creative director of YSL for 15 years, where she was responsible for creating the most iconic beauty product probably of the century, Touche Eclat, in 1992. This revolutionary product changed the way we apply makeup and left a mark on the beauty industry forever. Terry took a risk and it paid off reminding us that there is no reward without risk. In 1998, Terry launched her own brand by Terry, where she saw the opportunity to create the haute couleur of cosmetics, expressing her creativity, curiosity, and the ability to use the most unique ingredients to create luxurious products that cater to everyone. She's always had a bespoke approach to beauty and has brought the same approach to her brand, which is actually celebrating its 25-year anniversary this year. Terry de Gunsberg's philosophy to create makeup that enhances natural beauty and makes women feel confident and beautiful is ageless. She's known for creating makeup that blurs the line between skincare and makeup and using high-quality ingredients and innovative formulas. In this episode, We will share her journey and the innovations that have made her a true icon in the beauty industry. We talk about the importance of harnessing light to create luminosity and mimic a youthful glow, the trend towards skincare-infused makeup, and nature's most powerful ingredients to enhance beauty at any age. Anyone who loves makeup will find this episode both fascinating and informative as we explore the mind of a true beauty industry visionary. Terry, welcome. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. What an honor to host you. What a pleasure to be hosted by you. Thank you very much. I was saying just before we hit record that you have been in my life for for a number of decades, really, if I think about it. You have been my constant companion at key moments in my life with your innovations and um, products. And, you know, I'll start with the very first thing was the Tusha Klaa uh, with YSL. You I were a baby. I was <laughs> at university when it came out. And I'll tell you a cute story about it. I worked for Parfum Givenchy 
uh, while I was at university. I was a traveler in the fragrance department. And opposite my counter was the Yves Saint Laurent counter because it was still Yves Saint Laurent back then. And I remember every two weeks, the sales director and the CEO would come. I was at university in another state in Queensland, but the sales director or the CEO would come to visit because this was a very successful counter. And the YSL women were so glamorous, so glamorous. And we would, the rest of us with the other companies would just wait and watch them. And when they launched to Shakla, we just thought that that was the magic that made them so gorgeous and glamorous. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have to say that Touchecla was a big tournant, like a big, you know, uh, uh, new beginning, if I can you say. changed cosmetics. You changed it. And cosmetics, yeah. You went, we went from masking to lighting. It's exactly that. You are so, you, you, you exactly pointed the, the the concept from perfecting from coverage from i introduce the concept of glow and of radiance you know when i launched that products at uh, it was not in 1992 it was completely in hybrid concept it nothing like that Nothing. There wasn't. I mean, this was a time of long stay makeup. I mean, I was working behind the counter. So I remember it was, you know, Revlon long stay foundation, um, uh, you know, Elizabeth Arden, uh, Chanel, everyone had things that would give extra coverage. And then you came out with something that went, no, we're going to strip it right back. We're going to illuminate the skin and we're actually just going to highlight your best features. And most people didn't even know how to use it. I mean, it was so ahead of its time that most people at first thought it was a concealer. Am I correct? Absolutely. And I remember when I created, it took me three years to convince the the management, the head management of Saint Laurent to launch it as a new launch, as a new NPD, new products development. They didn't believe in that at all they said what is that it's at that time it was only one color and i think the concept was even stronger only with one color no coverage only light a new generation totally new generation of highlighting without any uh, um uh iridescent you with know pigment with no coverage is what it was the first stage of playing with light absorbing light and reflecting light it was all about enlightening without coverage and it was very very new and yes I used to say in French ce n'est pas un anti-cerne c'est un anti-terne it's not a concealer it's a highlighter but they didn't know what means highlighter. And I had no choice to convince the editors all over the world and uh, the salespeople on the counter and even the customer just with showing, okay, I can't explain it with words. I will explain it with application. And I used to do one half of the face 
and wow. to compare with the, the other one and on existing makeup that was also the 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 very very big innovation it's to be used on top of existing makeup on any color skin uh, and now you know it's so fashionable and uh it's a return to the glow you know you I you are the godmother of glow but you know there are so many brands that are now the entire conversation is about something that you invented you know 30 years ago and what I think is really interesting is that when you launched your own namesake brand 25 years ago this year I've been celebrating this year by Terry you took that one concept that one key innovation that revolutionized the way we wanted to look at our skin and our reflection and again well ahead of your time before there was social media before there were selfies before there was this constant proliferation of self-generated photography you said okay let me capture what photographers do in a studio let me work with the magic of light and I'm going to apply it in such a way that every woman whether she's discovering makeup like I was at 18 or now that I'm 49 and I'm looking for ways to highlight, disguise, flatter, illuminate. It's a very different, you know, life's journey of makeup for me now. Um, and and for me, what's exciting, you know, when I discovered by Terry, and I'll tell you the story of how I discovered it, is that it felt like it was a bottle of tissue <laughs> that I could put all over my face and my body and my decolletage. And, and I don't wear foundation anymore. I just wear cc uh or just a highlighter I, I don't like it and it i feel that you know playing with the light is the most ageless thing that you can do it is it is and my obsession my focus my research was always to bring to real women not for you know because i worked a lot for fashion shows with yves saint laurent for in studios with the best and the most famous the best model the most famous photographer and all those models you know Linda Evangelista Carla Boini all the but when I created by Terry my obsession and my philosophy was to bring to real women like you like me like everybody around the best products that does all in one without being a makeup artist. That was my goal. It's to make a lot, a lot of science. It's in just a touch of application and nobody needs to know or to understand what happened behind all the research. But I think one of the things that you've always understood very well, and perhaps it's because of your foundation in luxury brands uh, and working alongside you know there will never be another series of supermodels there will never be the photographers that we had we'll have new talent but that was a moment in time and it's a moment in history that high glamour that that incredible immersion in luxury uh and luxury brands did things differently you know if Saint Laurent didn't make sneakers he wasn't running around making sneakers it was all uh, beautiful fabrics and uh cuts 
And I think that your understanding of that universe has translated really well because whilst you have an eye to the functional and the, as you said, you want to create an everyday, something that we can just use and get benefit from, you haven't haven't missed the step of luxury. You know, the formulations um, are incredibly luxurious. They're they're a complete sensory immersion, you know, the the smell, there is an unmistakable botanical rose smell to all of your products that that's uplifting. I mean, to me, it's like aromatherapy. It always transports me to a calmer, happier place, which I think is super innovative. You know, it, that kind of thing is only now becoming popular. You were the first to infuse skincare into cosmetics. Now we take that for granted because everyone's talking about how, you know, to skin serum, but you invented it. You literally were the first Absolutely. to infuse our foundation, our, our eyeshadow, our lip balm with science and with skincare properties. So I'm wondering, do you feel flattered uh, or do you feel frustrated when you see the iteration of your first flattered neither frustrated because you know I am a creator I am an innovator and that drives me you know my own a lot of people are saying oh are you proud are you flattered that that you've created Tushikla I'm happy that I created, yes, I'm proud that I created, but not that much because what interests me is the step beyond. That is more interesting for me. What I've done, I, I've done because I, I knew that I'm bringing something new, but I'm not that kind of person that, um, you know, I, I feel flattered because I'm on stage and I did know. It's what I still have to do what interests me, what, not what I've done. The past doesn't really interest me. It's bring me souvenirs and, uh, and uh, you know, good and bad souvenirs because it's, it wasn't an easy journey. No, but it, and you were there for 15 years, which is remarkable. You know, sometimes I'm saying to my team, you know what, we're benchmarking uh, all the other brands because they're buying our products. I try to duplicate. I have plenty of friends in the competition brand. And they, how do you achieve that kind of formula? I'm paying a lot. <laughs> yes, that yes, exactly. That you can always do that. I'm putting a lot, a lot of money in research. That's why we are sometimes weak in terms of uh, marketing. You are not, we are not that good. We are not uh, enough strong in social uh, medias, in advertising, in things like that, because all our funds, are, we are putting our funds and, and uh, profits in new research and new uh, uh, um, innovation. We are paying a fortune our ingredients, because, you know, it's all about quality. In vitamin E, for example, there is, believe it or not, 100, more than 100 
uh, uh, different vitamin E in different qualities. Same with hyaluronic acid. You know that I'm obsessed with hyaluronic uh, acid. We're going to have a whole conversation about hyaluronic acid yeah, because but, the godmother of glow is now the godmother of hydration. <laughs> yeah, because glow comes with from hydration. If you plant, you have a plant, wonderful plant, if there is, except for orchids that doesn't need a lot of water, but they need also water, the right amount. You need water, you need to hydrate the plants. Nothing happened without, you can survive without food, but not without water. So it's the same for the skin and this to the, and the glow, the first step of glow comes from the right level of hydration. So we I mean, were I've talking my, about... I wanted to show you, uh, I, this is one of my favorite things, which I, I never, ever, ever in my life used to use press powder, ever. It was like a complete no-no for me. I always thought, why would I put powder and oh, dry out my skin? But oh, this too. has got hyaluronic acid in it. It's sheer. And when I put it on my skin, I've got it on tonight because... It always looks so dry on this silly Zoom. Um, it makes my skin so much better. And I always look polished without looking like I've got anything on my skin. So literally, I will wear this. I'm wearing this one. I also have that apricot one. Sometimes yeah. I mix it together if I want to go a bit lighter. So this is literally like smearing Tusha Clow all over my face. Full beam of light. <laughs> I hope I'm using it correctly. You have to tell me if I am. And then You're doing very well. if, if I'm doing um, TV or if I'm uh, filming, yeah. I'll use just a little powder and just you use my hyaluronic powder. Yeah. And you're so right. This is a powder for all that hate powder like me. I don't like powder. That make me a very famous makeup artist because, and that's bring me, to Tushikla, I will tell you why. Because when I was a makeup artist with those supermodels, you know, the matity was very important during yes. the shooting. Oh, she shines here, she's sh it's shining here, that, and we we're adding powder and powder. I wasn't doing I, I wasn't doing that. I used to mix a drop of foundation, a drop of toner, and a drop of cream on my hand with a flat brush and just add it to revamp. And that is the DNA of Touche Clare, of light expert in my own line. I done the touch up with no powder and it just revamp and boost, you know, all the light and everyone. And I became famous because of that, because a photographer said, oh, we want this very young makeup artist who is doing that fresh skin without adding a lot of powder. So, and I invented that hyaluronic hydro powder as a skincare. You have to understand it's a whole skincare in a dry formula. That make a huge difference. Well, I can honestly tell you, I... I'm not a fan of foundation at all. No one's foundation. I don't like foundation. I love, I love your CC cream. I adore it. I drink it. It's like my favorite thing. And 
I had never used powder before. I was sent one of your powders. I absolutely love it. It is not a powder, exactly as you said, because it melts into the skin, it hydrates, but somehow it adapts and it just gives you that little polish that you need. And I actually uh, took it away with me to a warm climate and it was great. Like it was fantastic. I can imagine it would be amazing on a tropical holiday. Or, you know, yeah, when you- and it's like you're using it's like you're using cream but without cream. Yeah. And it's also fine because the hyaluronic acid as an ingredient is dry. The hyaluronic acid that you injected that yes, the doctor which I, I have injected much of <laughs> a lot all over. It's great. And the new skin booster that they injected with the profilo that it's amazing. amazing. And believe it or not, that is a concept of my cream, the uh, hyaluronic acid, the serum, the cream, and the eye contour with exactly the same kind of molecule, you know, the same weight and eight different molecules. Yes, you're right. You're right. It's it's not a singular type. Yeah. Because... The average hyaluronic acid that, and I know we'll talk about that, the average companies are using, they are like the large size of like stays on top and at hydration is the one that we have in the uh, uh, the powder. It's almost all ingredients, but it stays on powder. It's like your own moisture. And a sneak peek, we're launching in uh, next uh, fall a new version of this powder, and you will be amazed. You will be, it's a big revolution. It's something absolutely, it's, you're going to be amazed. Anyway, it's too soon. We'll talk again. We will talk again. And you know what, I'm going to, you're going to laugh. I never do this on my podcast ever. I don't bring out all my own things. I'm doing this for you because I am fangirling you right now. I am like in peak excitement because you're opposite (laughs) me. And I went and got my favorite things and it's not all I have. It's just a couple of my favorite things of yours. And this is the um, eyeshadow stick, which I'm wearing because I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy. But again, I love it. It's just like, uh uh-uh. I look like I've done my makeup. I have it in, I think, three or four different colors. I love it. I want mystic proof makeup. But it's also good as your eye ages. It doesn't, like, doesn't crease. It it goes It doesn't crease because, and you know what? It's uh, each time you are using that Ombre Black Star, you are using an eye contour an eyelid serum because it's contain real black Tahitian pearl that we super micronized and pulverized and it's created that anti-aging full of calcium, of vitamin C, of... I mean, honestly, who would want to put... And this is the the question I had for you and I, I would love to have this conversation with you not as a put down to people, because I understand people have limited budgets. I understand people 
there's some fun in finding cheap alternative to things. You know, we can't all wear uh, designer. It's fun to mix a bit of high and low together. Same in beauty. But I'm fascinated by the culture of dupes and it's exploding here. I'm sure it is in France and all over the world as well. Everywhere. Everywhere. But to me, it's like carrying a fake, fake handbag. I have always saved, and when I can afford it, I go and buy the handbag of my dreams. But you know, uh, when it, yeah, but when it's come to your skin, and when you understand, and especially when you are getting a little bit more mature, you want the best for your skin. And when you understand that the dupe, yes, will bring you the same finish, but Forget about the skincare benefits that are acting during all day when you're wearing your makeup. Yes, I understand. No one, but you know, I have to tell you, my customer are not the very wealthy one. The super wealthy customer are going to dupe because yeah. they. Yeah, so it's so interesting you should say that. And it's yeah. a super educated customer that wants the finest things and they get the pleasure from from the from the ritual of exactly. I, I love the ritual of skincare. I love the ritual of makeup. When I use and I didn't bring it with me because I it's got so many finger marks and it. it would be disgusting for everyone to see. But you know, your famous, infamous Bomb de Rose lip balm. Mm. Every time I apply that, it's it's a ritual. It's an experience. I heard the story or I read the story somewhere that when you made it, they accidentally put triple the amount of the rose extract in it. And that's why it's so fragrant and so lush. And I think it plumps the lips as well. I think it's an extraordinary. Like, you know because, you know, normally for lip ointment, it's just a greasy base could be petroleum, could be average glycerin uh, 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 or something. Like uh, here, it's all about like nourishing ingredients, rose butter, which cost a fortune, rose oil, rose essence, rose wax. All that makes a huge difference. And we concentrated so much, and we, I added ceramide, ceramide or ceramide, ceramide, and vitamin E in the highest quality, and the, because it's it's not just a, a a lip balm to nourish; it's also protective, anti aging, and all of that. You don't need to know; you just need to feel. And yeah, you feel the feeling. not only the when feeling. you apply it because it feels so rich and lush and luxurious, which is true, but also the benefits will stay for long. And that's you, you know you think it's funny that we spend so much money on well, certainly, you know, in, in the universe that I inhabit and, and the people that I speak to and I know, and you know, the concept of ageless is to cover the whole spectrum is that we spend so much on aesthetic treatments. We talked about injectables, uh, surgery, skincare, and then 
right at the last crucial minute. It's still on the same face. It's still on the same skin. It's still the same organ. Boom. We go on with something that has the worst ingredients. And then we go, oh, I have no ingredients. Or no ingredients. Oh, no. Usually not the worst ingredients. It's almost no ingredients. And when there are ingredients, the like the minimum of the minimum of uh, uh, concentration. That also makes something. You know, in my serum, for example, in my hyaluronic hydro serum, 20% of hyaluronic acid. It's crazy. It's 20% crazy. Is super high. It's crazy high. I can do much less. No one, the highest in the industry is 2.5 percent and i have in my cream in my global cream three percent and the, we were able to put 20 percent in the serum it has a cost but yes very very little not very little enough enough uh, people understand to make the, us uh, still alive but you see it's it's a philosophy i don't want to I'm not paying, as I told you, advertising or supermodel or things. I'm doing, this is my goal. Harry, I want to ask you, having worked, you know, the biggest part of your career, touching faces, and now you're obviously more on the formulation side and creating what do you think are the biggest mistakes we make? I mean, we've talked about some of them, not using the right ingredients, uh, possibly masking instead of bringing light to the face, over-coverage. This is, this is, this is a biggest mistake. Is it? Masking, using too much. I always say less is more. Less is better. It's better to show some reality and flows that to make it completely masking, co full coverage, and totally artificial. I've that never seen a contour stick in your brand. <laughs> I was about to tell you the contouring. The contouring we have, we have like in the uh, Yaluronic Hydra palette, we have a contouring, but it's so light and so transparent, it would never give you the those lines you see, like grayish or hash lines that in real life are terrible. In in uh, you know, in video, uh, zoom, filter, Instagram, it could work, but in real life, it doesn't flatter the skin. It's not or the face or the features. Now, you talked about the special technique you had backstage that had all the photographers ask for you. Can you teach us how to do that in real life when we're going, say, from the office to go out and we can't do a full face, but we want to refresh? Just what, what... to add, to refresh yours. You know, there is one thing which is a secret weapon for glow is concealer. The concealer, for example, my hyaluronic hydra concealer is in the click or the Dancilis concealer, or even if you don't have the a lighter foundation or lighter CC, a light color, you just add light color around your eyes, especially here, you know. So in the in corners the, of the eyes, if someone is listening and not watching corner, us. Yeah. The eye, 
and near the the nose, you know, here in this um, nasal labial, uh, nasal labial around the mouth, and you just blend it into your existing and a hint here in your existing foundation. Suddenly, it will give a splash of luminosity and it will refresh. It will give you the nap, you know, the, the small nap result finish and revamp because you, you don't, me, I never have time, you know, after a long day to remove my makeup, to redo my makeup. So I'm doing that with a very light color of the concealer of my hydro, hyaluronic uh, uh, hydro concealer or the rosy color. I like also to blend all my existing foundation with a very like or the apricot or the rosy light from my uh, my light expert just to re-impregnate my skin with a new luminosity. Because and can anyone do that? Do you suggest that for all skin tones or is that a universal? Yeah, it's a universal recipe. Or the rosy light or the apricot light from Light Expert. And then you can play with your own color, but don't try to put your own foundation on existing. And then you can play with more color, with uh, the, for example, the palette of CC Rose. There is a sort of contouring bronzer, a hint of rose on the met on the cheek uh, bones and here. Can I ask you, where do you suggest we place it? There's so much, you know, it depends on trends. It depends, but I'm asking you if I want to lift the face, if I want to add. If you want you know, to lift, try with a little bit of very sheer and amber bronzer all around, you know, on the sides like that, and a hint of rosy on the upper cheek. The upper Why? Upper cheek. Yeah, the apple of the cheek, a rose, like a soft rose, because when you're having a promenade, a walk in fresh air, you're not getting rose here. You're getting rose here. Yes. You see? And if you want to add like more definition, you will put like something all around and some rose here. And a little bit, you finish your brush I like to finish. I don't like to add a lot of uh, of color everywhere. I like to apply and then to finish the brush all around. And can I and also ask you, uh, going back to that whole philosophy that you invented, that you know the Touche Claire was not a concealer; it was a highlighter. Where exactly do you suggest we place concealer then? In the shades, in the curves, in the hollows, you know, in the what is it you say? The hollow, the hollow, yeah, exactly. Because you want to highlight the hollow and not, and you can, if you want to highlight, highlight zone, you can add, but to highlight the hollow, it's super important, super, super important. So would you would you recommend that if you do have you know pigmentation and you know as we age we lose some of the fat and the eyes start receding back do you would you use the traditional concealer first and then add the highlighter is that I right? do the opposite okay. I do the opposite 
I'm using first skincare, then a little bit of highlighter. Yes. And it it allowed me to use less coverage. Got it. Then traditional concealer and on top you let it go and on top you know here highlighter and to make set the set the foundation with powder can i do that yes with powder with you even you with your finger you just with powder or with a brush very little and then i like to impregnate the powder into to seal everything together. What and do you think is the is the most the best thing that we could do to get, you know, we talked about adding highlighter if you were going to refresh your makeup. What do you think which feature of the face do you think is the one that is the most transformative and you can play with to trick youthfulness? around the eyes and around the mouth because when you get tired dull it's always here and here if you add luminosity around the mouth in the labial uh, how do you call that in english nasal labial nasal labial mm. here around the eyes and here you make half of the 30 uh, yeah more trois quarts du du travail uh, uh, it's it's super work. important. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's very important. I think it's more important than adding a lot of eyeshadow. You have to brush after a little bit your eyebrows, add lipstick, and that is. But to highlight around the eyes and around the mouth, all this uh, this area, it's very important. The other thing I was going to ask you, and I guess this is something I'm asking for myself and I'm hoping other people want to know the answer as well, is that, you know, often what we used 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even five years ago, may no longer be compatible with um, the structure of our face, our lifestyle, the color of our hair. And that to me can be more aging than actually your skin aging when you don't look like um, you've refreshed your look. If someone has always done a bright red lip, I always think it's sexy and modern and youthful if they kind of play with, you know, a peach or a pink and it's not a replica of what they've always done. I understand some people like a signature look, but I always think, that evolution and understanding is actually quite youthful. You are absolutely right. But if it's your signature, for example, for decades, red lipstick was my signature. And suddenly I decided to go more to neutral, nude, or to, you know, but still something on my lips. That's why I create the new lip contour, hyaluronic clip um, pencil that I like lip filler that I'm only nude because now I am a nude addict. But <laughs> you can, I'm, I became a new addict as before I was a stiletto addict. Now I'm having like my crazy shoes, but more flat. I think you have to reinterpret, to 
réinterpréter, to reinterpret your own style, because to stay stuck to your signature style, it's the worst. You That's know, what I way mean. I think it's actually quite aging. To keep, uh, oh, you don't want to be Dolly Parton, even if I have a lot of respect for her. You know, she is a character, so she can do that. But you don't want to uh, look what happened with with a, a, a Lady Gaga. She changed her face and all the time. With small things, you can change. Uh, you, you have not to change, but to monitor your and evolution. And who do you think can help best help us do that? Because I know that there's, you know, a strong voice of be yourself and embrace who you are. And Why not? absolutely yeah. age gives you the opportunity and the experience to trust your own inner wisdom. But sometimes even those of us who work in the beauty industry, who work in the fashion industry, who supposedly know everything, Sometimes it's actually really helpful to get guidance. And I'm wondering who inspires you? Where, you know, who do you think is a great source for that evolution, for that style evolution, for that, um, you know, the way that we present ourselves to the world and then evolve it? Yeah, you know, it's very difficult to answer because I think you can be influenced by a lot of people. But first, it's super important to know who you are. It's very important and to be really to believe in you, to self to be self-confident. It's super important and not try to copy everyone around you or all the tutorial. Maybe somehow to go to see a beauty consultant and to be aware when you don't like something, that means it doesn't, it's not good for you. It's common sense. And for example, she said, oh, you should go to red, but you hate red. You can't feel, you, you see yourself with red lipstick. Don't go for red lipstick. You have to trust a little bit like that. And there are some specialists that can uh, do uh, tutorials and things like that. You, I'm asking because, you know, right now, the massive influx of content from places like TikTok and then, of course, because of the algorithms, they reinforce what you've just watched. And I'm at a stage now where I can literally walk down the street and know exactly which content follower the person at the shop is following because everyone is starting to look extremely homogenized. Like right now, it's kind of this uh, stealth wealth and timeless elegance, and that's very popular and so everybody seems to be in the exact same uniform right so I'm wondering for someone what would be your advice in terms of inspiration and at what point do you feel confident enough to say okay this might be the trend but I'm also going to trust myself did you have a time where that was there an age a stage a moment where you became more confident and just I am more I'm getting older and older and uh, I'm 67 and I feel super confident because I know who I won't be anymore and I don't know who I want to be but what I want is to show a joyful face fresh 
and happy because I think joy and happiness, it's part of the journey to look beautiful and radiant. And yes, there is a lot of dictate. Too much freedom brings you dictates because you don't know where to go. Yes. I yes. think it's it's very difficult. I'm not, I'm out of the of the game with this TikTok generation and you have I have two grandchildren. My, my uh, uh, I have fourteen grandchildren, but I have two granddaughter. My granddaughter is fourteen, and she knows. And the other one is ten year old. The ten year old knows my products better than me. And she said, "You know, my girlfriend at school loves your foundation. You love your skincare." I say, "What are you using skincare?" You don't have to use skincare. You don't have to use CC. They're all in love with the CC. And I thought it was, you know, the product is for the mother, not for them. No. And they, my Elsa, my granddaughter, she's 14. All her friends are buying my products. I gave them some and they're all buying with a lot of skincare for doing what? Oh, they're and I have skincare. I have a 12-year-old. And when I said to her, I was interviewing you, I had you on the show tonight, she goes, oh, that's sold at Mecca, mom. That's exclusive at Mecca. I went, uh, yeah. yeah, it is exclusive at Mecca. And how do you know? She goes, oh, I know all their exclusive brands. Wow. It and then, of well, course, scary. as soon as I got my palette, I knew to hide it because, God, they love palettes more than anything they else. They love did, I and you it. know, I sold, I not myself, but I knew in my store in Paris, we sold 30 palettes of uh, a CC rose palette. A mother came because it was the birthday, you know, gift for all the her sweet 16. Oh wow. They gave that as a luxury gift she gave to all the girls because that was on the wish list of her daughter yeah yes sometimes i get it I customer buying my lip bulb for their daughter because i want them than eight-year-old nine i want them to use only good stuff do you know i actually don't mind lily using the good stuff. And it's the same as, you know, when, when it's time for her to drive a car, I won't buy her a bad car because I want her to be safe and safe. I know she'll be a bad driver. But And you know, it's part of the education also to, to teach them to make the difference between quality and not, and they will get it like less is more. They will go to good things. But to tell you who you can follow, who you can how can we and it's how we we can keep it between you and us i don't know but how can you trust a follower that at morning promote a concealer and on the afternoon another one from another brand with exactly the same excitement wow i have never heard it said that i have thought that so many I'm times you, that's why you are not making any more paid uh partnership because yeah. it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i i 
it won't be my my journey i want trust and i want trust relationship and i want my customer to trust me and to follow me in the if they want but integrity if part of my luxury uh, well i'll tell you a funny story about going your own way so when i got married i've been married twice and when i got married the first time <laughs> I, I had a huge wedding huge huge wedding here in sydney at the town hall and had 480 guests it was this uh building in the middle of the city and it's kind of like the closest thing we had to a castle in the city and i wanted to get married there and I had a makeup artist come and uh, she did my makeup. I just didn't feel myself. You know, she was an amazing makeup artist. Yeah, but. But my favorite, favorite, favorite lip product and the product that I felt most alive in was a by Terry. And so right after I did the um, the ceremony, I went to the bathroom. And I pulled out my dairy <laughs> and I applied it and it didn't match anything else on my face. But I it thought all... I looked so much more beautiful and I was so happy. And then I went and got the photographer and I said, now can you take my photos? Because I look like myself and I like the way I look. And so I always get this as a reminder that, this makes me feel like myself. I like it. I love the color. It brings light. It brings color. I didn't want a nude lip for my wedding. I didn't want the look that she saw me as. No. I wanted to look like myself. So in honor of my by Terry love and my wedding day, I'm wearing this for you today. <laughs> Merci, ma chérie. Merci. Merci. So as I said, you have been with me for many, Lovely. many, many adventures. I want to circle back to something that I uh, talked about in the introduction that I recorded before we jumped on the show is that you have a background uh, in science and medicine in your family. And in fact, you were going to become a doctor, but the magic of botanicals and the lure of that fantasy for you of nature was really buried deep. And now you get to really actualize that part of your soul. Tell me about why you didn't become a doctor and then what happened next. I didn't become a doctor because I couldn't stand to stay in university for 10 years. And I have that kind of brain divided in two. I have one side super structured, scientific, down to earth and, and the other side it's totally creative and uh, cre the creativity took a part stronger than the other it's always a mixture in my in my uh, in my brain and in my uh, comment dire my mentalité and my personality i'm super creative but also i'm very down to earth that's why I, i'm more uh, Makeup innovators, uh, beauty inno beauty brand innovator than a makeup artist. I understand. I know. I'm not. You know, when I'm doing makeup and more and more, and I'm still doing sometimes masterclass. I'm doing things on me on other, and 
I'm always so surprised to see the audience so mesmerized by what I'm doing. Say, oh, I never saw that. And for the master class, usually they are makeup artists. And I believe they know better than me. But what I know how to do is to ap application. You know, I wanted after my medical stu uh, studies, I wanted to go to Les Beaux-Arts to be an architect, interior designer, because I have that creativity in me. I As a child, I was very good in mathematics and also I transformed everything. I had, for example, uh, my mother gave me a piece of, um, of bread and I used to transform it on a, in a sculpture or something. That I'm still like that. I like to transform things, to invent things. and. I have it in my uh, DNA, what can I do? But I didn't go because also I knew that I didn't really like le, the ambience, you know, the of, of the doctor, uh, mm -hmm. of the medical field and all of that. And uh, it's, it, it's rather not being a bad scientist, uh, it's better to uh, quit from that. But I love science. And today I'm doing like 80% of my, my time. Uh, I'm doing science. I'm, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, uh, digging all the ingredients, what it's new. How can I do from medical? My husband is a scientist. He's a, uh, started with cancer research as a biologist, then on uh, antibiotics and the thing. And we have a lot of, we have plenty of scientists uh, around us. And I heard from them what he, the, he, he works on microbiome and on the skin microbiome. And I learned a lot. So for me, science is super important in the products, but I don't want to make it like a, medical cosmetic i want to be you know to bring the glamour in science and not science in glamour i understand perfectly and i think that that's you know what we were talking about before is the way the product smells the way that it feels on the skin you can't dupe that that's because of the quality that's because of the research that's because of the many 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 hundreds of batches you've probably made and thrown away before you've got to the final product yes and you know there is a cost of the ingredients of the fragrance the everything has a high cost so well it's I could cut the cost of good by three but four and make more margin but i'm not doing that what do you think is next in the beauty industry? So, you know, uh, there's this, the, the aging is a macro trend. I mean, it's an inner inevitability, but it's now a conversation that we're having. And the reason that I, I wanted to come to the table as a positive advocate for aging, because it, it it's worth discussing. There are so many upsides of wisdom and experience and, and beauty and absolutely beauty. Um, where, where do you think we're going next in the cosmetic industry? You know, let's uh, 25 years ago, you launched your own brand and there's been so much changes. And of course we have AI and it's going to really affect the way 
that we see the world and interact with news and information and science. Where do you think the beauty industry is going to go next? You're a trend predictor so and a trend maker. So you know, I think it's going it's going to be, yes, uh the IA will will bring a lot of things in terms of advice of uh, of uh, way to yeah and way to go to the right products for you to the right color. I think it's a big field to be able to you know even through uh, a screen to choose the very right color to be able to choose the right color and not just visually to feel it and uh, I think it will be a huge uh, uh, avancé in this yes. kind of, of things but the sustainability and the natural uh, uh, cosmetics it just started now because natural it's important but efficiency it's more important than just being natural Yes. Sometimes you see 98% of natural ingredients, but there is nothing in the formula. Do you think and that not, this, the conversation around inclusivity and the importance of brands, important. do you think that's going to fast track technology to make adaptable products? Because yes. I always think surely yes. we're going to have one product that adapts. It's 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 gonna be yes absolutely yes and it's very important mm. and I think everyone should have access to the best products inclusivity for colors for texture because it's not only inclusivity in terms of skin color I it's agree. also in skin texture yes skin type it's very important. You can make the right color for dark skin, but the 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 skin type demands other kind of ingredients. And what about technology, Terry? You know, again, oh, gonna be a lot of. I'm working on very high end technology and uh, for the next future three years you will see we come with something extremely new natural but super technologic as it was with ingredients biotech you know we take natural ingredients with a biotech tra treatment as for medicine yes, and uh, that's where started... i think it's going that's what i'm yeah, excited about definitely. But you have to be very focused on science and not on glamorous. And it will take... A... I have a collaboration, exclusive collaboration with a Korean lab working only with us on those eight. It's We have the exclusivist technology. The of eight, yeah, but eight hyaluronic acids, it's a lot. We, ha we have tiny, tiny, goes really deeply large one stays on top to hydrate constantly and middle size go to replump the middle stage of the skin. It's something incredible. And it's not that I'm telling you that as a marketing, we have medical studies. We have a lot 
of, of uh, test uh, in vivo, in vitro, and it works and it works. And what do you so, think about customization? I think that personalized makeup, we're just at the beginning of it. I know that last year, uh, Saint Laurent or YSL rather, they had a custom printing product that would, it was a lip gloss or a lipstick product. I can't remember. It was, a, and it was a 3D printer. So it came with cartridges and then you could custom blend a, a 98 I think it's very attractive. I think it's super attractive. We have the palette factory. You know, we had that at Maker. It's like a machine with 500 different pigments and you do your own color, you mix the color, you press your powder and you do it as if you are in my lab. Well, I love that. I think we're going to go to hyper-personalized cosmetics, like skincare. Yes cosmetics. and no. Ah, tell yes me. and no, because cosmetic also, the cosmetic field, it's a fast track thing. And women want things quickly. But they want sometimes the experience. It will it will be both hybrid. And yeah. of course, to make it to make something personalized, it has to be like a, a part of the experience. Yes. yes. We started. I started like that with my lab in Paris, doing only haute couleur. And we, I had clients from Australia. They came straight away from Australia to get their own foundation. But it was done as we're launching a new brand. Unbelievable. Like samples to try at home for uh, each, each sample for three days to see if the color matches, the color stay, doesn't change the texture. And we were able to do, you know, five, we provide like five jars with her name, the oh. number. Of the, oh. And it was like at speaking the, to my dream. To have and we will come, but that will be a part. It's like at Hermes when you're going to your Kelly, you waited for four years, you know, for the, the but that was the beginning of by Terry. And we came with a pret-à-porter line with the same ingredients and the same pigments. Yeah. That was oh, a philosophy. Wow. I cannot wait to meet you in person. I, I feel like I'm one step closer to making this dream happen. But in the meantime, know that I'm you are with me Australia every day. In August. I'm coming to Australia end of August. See, my wish just came true. I should have... <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm thrilled to hear it. And I I really cannot wait to welcome you and to see you. And I want to thank you so much for your time today. I could spend the rest of my day with you. Me too. And I look forward to it. I'm going to make sure that we find some time for me to host you because truly it's been an honor and a pleasure. One of the highlights of my podcast careers, having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. And I had a great moment with it. You are beautiful. You are charming. But beyond that, you are so smart. Oh, that's high praise from, from someone I idolize. So thank you. And um, thanks I also did. for letting indulging me and telling you all my by Terry stories and getting all my products out and playing with them. But when I see you, 
uh, I'm going to show you that I've I've put into practice your technique You're doing too. Very well. You're doing super well. A bientôt. A bientôt. Au revoir. Take care. Take care. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 